When I was growing up, my dream was either to be a sports agent or to be a sportscaster on ESPN. Our guest today spent over 17 years at the Worldwide Network Leader of Sports, talking about his role as a producer, talking about the things that he learned in regards to leadership. And it might not be what you expected. Buckle in, get ready for our brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast today, Competitor Nation, with the one and only Jason Romano. What's up, Competitor Nation? That's right, we're back. We are rolling. Jake Thompson here, your own Chief Encouragement Officer, the guy at Compete Every Day, well, I'd actually say not the only guy at Compete Every Day because our entire team shares this passion of cheering for you, equipping you with a competitor mindset, and honestly just wanting to see you win. We want to see you lead better, lead better in your work, lead better in your home, lead better in your social circles, and we want to see you achieve more. We want to see you hit those goals, inspire others about what's possible, create that positive impact on those around you, and just show up to make a difference every single day. That's what I'm about. So if this is your very first time listening to the Compete Everyday podcast, I wanted to get straight to the point to let you know what we're about. We are about people who want to be great, supporting them, equipping them, encouraging them, and showing them what it means to compete every single day for the things that matter, the people you love, and the places you want to go. So I hope that's what you're about. If, if you are, I want to invite you to join Competitor Nation. We are on Facebook. Just search Competitor Nation or go directly to facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. I'd love to see you in there hanging out with us, being challenged by one of our monthly challenges, getting better mentally, physically through leadership challenges. Every month is a different one, but it's a great community of thousands of people who just want to be great. But not only do they just want to be great, they're doing the work every day to be great. There's a lot of people in this world, probably a lot of people you know, that say they want to be great. They say they want to do things. They tell you how big their dreams are, how much they want to accomplish. But when it comes to action, it's silent. Because all they want to do is talk about it. They don't want to show up every day. They don't want to compete every day. They don't want to do the work every single day to get better. But thankfully, this is a community of people who want to get better, who want to do the work, who are okay grinding in the shadows because they know there is glory that awaits them if they keep showing up every day, keep doing their best. And if you're stuck, if you're dealing with challenges, if you're looking for a better place to hang out, there's no better one than Competitor Nation. And so I hope to see you in there. To support the show, visit CompeteEveryday.com, grab a shirt, tank, poster, wristband, use the code PODCAST to get yourself 15% off. Every order supports the show, it supports our team and the work that we're continuing to do to help equip driven people with a competitor mindset. Keep supporting those people who want to be great with the information, the resources, and the gear to do that, to keep staying motivated, to keep showing up every day, to keep competing for everything that matters instead of just being like everyone else, settling for status quo, staying within your comfort zone, and believing that success is for other people. Heck no. Success is for the ones willing to compete every day and go get it. That's what it's about. And we're cheering for you every step of the way, competitor. 
Today's guest, Jason Romano, just wrote a brand new book called The Uniform of Leadership. We dive into a couple of stories from his book today, lessons he's learned from building the Sports Spectrum podcast with millions of downloads every month. The show's awesome if you are a fan of sports. It doesn't get much better than Jason's guest list on the show each and every week. So highly encourage you to check out the Sports Spectrum podcast and everything his team is doing. But before you do that, before you go listen to that podcast, we got to get into this one. We're talking leadership, faith, and life building something you're passionate about with Jason Romano. Jason, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. What's up, Jake? Good to be with you, brother. Man, I feel just honored to have you on the show considering your incredible podcast, what you've done over your career, and, and just all of the things that you're now continuing to share with others, which I just absolutely love. And I know our listeners are in for a treat. Before we dive into the backstory a little bit, you just published a brand new book. Congratulations. What Honestly, what was the inspiration for this book? Because I know it wasn't your first one that you rolled out. Yeah, so the first book was more of a personal story of forgiveness uh, and, my, and the story of my situation growing up with my father. The second book was probably the book that if I was ever going to write a book, which I'd had no desire to do, Jake, if you want to know the <laughs> truth, obviously up to five years ago, I would have never even thought about writing a book. But if you said you're going to write a book someday, this would have been the book. It's basically the stories of my time at ESPN. And it's the most common question I get is, uh, what was it like to work there? Who were some of the famous people uh, that you hung out with? Because I had a job as a talent producer, a talent booker, that I got to interact and spend time with the names of all names, if you will, in the sports world and even in the entertainment world a little bit. So putting a book together, the idea was, all right, let's, let's, let's do a book that is focused on, you know, the stories of the times that I spent with these people, but really it became deeper than that when I realized as I'm writing it, that I didn't just want a book that would entertain you. I wanted to write something that would be applicable into your life, that you'd be able to read, maybe underline and apply it, put it into practice in your own life. And that's where the idea of a leadership book came from. And I've been devouring leadership books now for six, seven, eight years. John Gordon's been a great friend and mentor to me and wrote the forward to my book. And you know, people like John Maxwell, who's the legend, and even Simon Sinek more recently, just people who are in the leadership space, and I've been reading about it, and I hear so often about servant leadership, and, uh, you know, that's really where the book centers around the idea of the uniform of leadership. And then what's the leadership lessons from my interactions with them that I can take and then show you, and then maybe you can apply into your own life. I love that. Well, and, and that's one reason that I wanted to have you on the show is not only do you do a great job with your conversations on Sports Spectrum Podcast, which millions of downloads to date, but, but your work revolves around servant leadership, which I know your background with it, similar to mine, comes from a very spiritual back. back. We, this is how we believe leadership is, is because this was how it was modeled through Christ. And, and that's how we tend to operate. But the yeah. book what I enjoy is it has the quote sports stories with the lessons mixed in and, and 
people love this idea of working at ESPN. If you grew up watching, you know, Berman and DP and, and those guys are just like, Oh my gosh, what's it like? And, and the way you've positioned it and the way you've told the stories is there's so much that goes on kind of behind the scenes that those of us that just tuned in the sports center never knew. And, and one of the stories that I've heard you talk about is, is really the idea of disappointment. And, and I think it was when you were passed over for an opportunity by a much younger individual but how that opportunity was very pivotal in your leadership development, as well as that. And I'm wondering if you can talk to our listeners a little bit about that, because a lot of them coming out of quarantine or 2020, they're looking for promotions and opportunities to grow in their career, and they may have been passed over for something. And a lot of people turn to that bitterness, victim mindset, why is it not me? Why me? And, and you kind of looked at that situation and reevaluated how you focus. And I think that's an incredibly important lesson for a lot of our listeners today. Yeah, so we're going back now about a decade or so. And uh, at that point in my career, I'm you know, maybe eight years into my job at ESPN, uh, five years as a talent producer, and just really felt like I had a good grasp on the job and kind of respected by my teammates. And I was ready to get this job as a manager the person who had uh, been the manager previously was moving on up to the next level. And so a manager was needed. And there was four of us in the group. And I was the oldest by eight years or seven years and the most experienced by far. So I took it for granted. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go for this job and this is a no brainer and I'm going to get it. and Everything's going to be great. And I quickly realized, um, you know, that that's not kind of how it works. And my bosses, I think, saw that, the higher level bosses. And I did interview them for the job. And I was down to the final two of this role. And this, and I'm not afraid to say her name because she's in the book, Carol uh, Veroniak and I were the ones who were up for the job. Carol at the time was 26. I think I'm 34. And, you know, she's very new into her career. I would say she was four years into her ESPN career, two years as a talent producer, and just had less experience, quote unquote, than I did. So I honestly didn't think Carol was, you know, had a shot to beat me. And, and this is just me being honest in my uh, arrogance, I guess, that I should not have had looking back. But Carol was also a great person and a friend. And as we approached the decision-making process. We both knew that we were applying for a job. We, we had lunch one day and I said to her, uh, you know, how do you want to approach this? Because one of us is going to be the other's boss, most likely going forward. And she said, listen, let's be supportive of each other. Let's, uh, you know, whoever gets the job, I, I, if you get the job, I will be your biggest cheerleader. I will have your back and, uh, you know, I'll be ready to go. And if, and I said to Carol, I said, listen, if you get the job, I'll be the same way. And, uh, you know, again, in my mind thinking there's no way that she's going to get the job. <laughs> That's how arrogant I was. But I'm like, of course, you know, if, if you get the job, I will be right there for you. And then I get a call. And it, this is funny. I didn't even think I put this in the book. I was in serving at a camp for uh, kids, a Christian camp in New Hampshire, three hours away, barely any cell service waiting to find out if I got this job. And I get a call from the senior boss executive who was making the decisions. And I saw the number ring on my cell phone. I answer it. And she proceeds to tell me that they went with Carol and they didn't, you know, give me the job. And so I hang up the phone and I'm really down. I mean, like really upset. And yet I'm still sort of, I was a camp counselor at this camp. So I had to go back out there and, you know, 
show the kids Jesus, show the kids how to be an adult and how to act. And behind the scenes, I was pretty upset. So I wasn't happy that they called me on my week off, but you know, things happened. I didn't get the job. And then I came back from there and uh, it was a great week with the kids. And then I had to face Carol. And so we sit there and we talk and we, we get, you know, we have lunch again. And I just, uh, and she was, she was very sort of apologetic. She's like, I know you thought you were going to get the job, but you know, I'm glad that I got the job. Here's what I want to do for you. And um, in essence, she didn't give me this whole new role or anything at that point, but she, she basically said, I need you. I can't do this job without you. And I need you. You have too much experience and you're, you're too good at what you do for me to figure out how to do this without your help. And I thought that was pretty poignant for me. And when she said that, my response initially was, you know, inside I'm thinking, yeah, whatever, she's saying that. But then I said, no, you know what, Carol, you're right. If uh, whatever you want to do, wherever you go, I'm on board. I'm your big brother here. I'm here to support you. I want to make you the best boss you can be. And, uh, and you know, that's the way it was going to go forward. And she just said, what's the one thing that you really want to do? And I said, I want to work on the NFL project. That's what I've been dreaming about. That's what I've been hoping for. And she said, consider it done. And she gave me an opportunity to work on the NFL project. But I'll tell you, looking back, Jake, now, you know, I tell people and I write it in the book, Carol was the best uh, boss I ever had at ESPN because she was so new and so young, but that didn't stop her from the idea of building a, com a, a community, building a family, building a culture of inclusion and people just going to bat for each other, loving, loving each other, serving each other. We, we had a small group of four or five people and we cared about each other. We were sort of you know, our own little team that we had to function on to get all of the guests booked at ESPN. And so we had to have each other's back. And, uh, and Carol, initially, when she got the job, you know, just saying to me, basically, you're my assistant manager, without saying those words, she just said, I need you. And I had to humble myself. I had to say, okay, I think I deserve that job. But I went in with so much arrogance that I had to kind of just stop for a second and say, Carol, I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you. And it's a, the initial idea of understanding purpose at ESPN happened when I had this job that I thought was all sealed up and then it was kind of, you know, not happening. And so suddenly I was like, all right, what do I do? Let me just, let me just serve and, and care for Carol and be, and be her best teammate I can be. And, uh, you know, that opened up so many more doors later on on my journey. And, and if I remember correctly, y'all had some kind of team, I don't know if it was traditions around the holidays you'd get together. There were more than just work, which I found was incredibly important because you've talked about how Carol's own perspective and, and leadership grew within that uh, time period, but how you guys knew that y'all cared for each other. And I think people listening, when they get into that managerial role, it's like a coach in a high school sport or college sport pro, like players want to know you care about them. Employees want to know you care about them. Do you remember some of the things y'all did to kind of pour into each other beyond just, Hey, I'll make sure I take care of that at work. Yeah. You know, people will not care about what you know until they know that you care. I've told, I've said that many, many times in the past few years, and it's really stems from a person like Carol. And uh, some of the things she did was, you know, just having a, a team dinner once a month out at a restaurant away from work, and, uh, you know, we, did we end up talking about work? Probably. But it just brought us outside of the realm of sitting down in front of your computer, putting your head down and going to, to battle every day. And so she had team dinners. I remember going bowling as an outing once uh, with the team. I remember 
at Christmas time, you know, she invited us to her condo uh, a couple times as a group and, uh, you know, sort of a potluck type thing where we would have some lunch or some dinner. And she did this really neat thing one year where she had all five of us. Uh, initially, I thought this is so cheesy. I can't believe you're doing this, Carol. But it really turned out to be a great team building exercise. She had each of us write on a piece of paper three qualities that we really liked about the other people on our team. And so, again, we didn't really have any enemies on our team. We, there wasn't one person that didn't get along with another person. We really were a team and we got along. But you still don't know outside of work what getting along really truly means. And so there were these, uh, these cards that every person filled out and then gave to the person. So each person would get four cards with three traits of what the person, the other people in the group liked about you. It was really cool. And, uh, you know, I, I saved those for five, five, six, seven years. I would put them under my laptop or my computer at work. And every, every couple months, I'd pull them out and just look at them and just smile. And uh, I thought, man, what a great way to build a culture. What a great way to build a team that cares for each other, that's truly going to go to battle for each other. That is hard to find. I've, I was at ESPN for 17 years. That was the only time that anything like that really ever happened. So, uh, and that's not a knock on any of my other bosses, honestly, because I had many great leaders and influencers that I worked with, but there was something special about Carol and about forming that team. And I got to interview her the week my book came out, not interview her, but have a conversation with her on Instagram. And I asked her about that. And she's just, she just said, listen, I was young and I knew that the only way that people were going to buy into me or believe in me as a manager is if I showed them that I believed in them. And uh, that's where she kind of came up with these ideas. And to this day, it's still a great uh, example, I think, of what a true leader should be. Well, and I absolutely love that. And, and I don't want to give away too much of your book because our listeners need to go grab a copy, but, but there's something specific I've heard you talk about on another show that I think would be beneficial. And that is for some reason, whether it's new or we bought into it for a while that we believe leader leadership has to do with our title, where we sit in an org chart, what we do for a living, how much money we make that determines our leadership ability. And you had an interaction with a woman named Tammy at ESPN, and you talk some about it in the book, but I would love to kind of hear how that relationship with Tammy kind of grew over your 17 years at ESPN, because for our listeners that maybe aren't managers, they're not sitting in a specific piece on an org chart, and they're like, well, what does this have to do with me? This is why I think it's so incredibly important, because I think more people today need to understand what being a servant leader is really about. Tammy is uh, one of the great people you'll ever meet. And uh, it's funny, I didn't have a, an incredibly close relationship with her at ESPN. I probably had the same relationship with her that thousands of other ESPN employees had. And that was every single day, we'd all converge to the cafeteria, usually the salad bar line or the, or the hamburger line for me. And we would go and get our lunch. And then we would go through the cafeteria line and we'd pay for our lunch, just like every other place would. And there was Tammy day after day after day after day. And the cashier line, you know, taking our order, taking our, our money and helping us pay for this lunch. But Tammy is one of the greatest leaders I ever saw at ESPN. And people might be thinking, wait a minute, she was the cashier in the cafeteria. How could she be a great leader? It goes back to kind of what you just said, Jake. Leadership is not about title or status. Leadership is about influence and it's about the opportunity to 
impact other people's lives. That's leadership to me. Tammy impacted thousands of lives every day. And all she did was say hello, have a smile on her face, and for 30 seconds to a minute, make you feel like you were the most important person in that room. And another thing Tammy did, which there's only a few people in my life that I know that can do this. She has a ability to remember people's names. And I mean, meet them the first time and she's got it. And she remembered every single person's name. Think about it, thousands and thousands of people are on the campus of ESPN and she knew every single one of them by name. Now, I don't know how much she knew about their life or their background, but every day, every day I walked in there, she'd say, hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, Jay, how are you? And I always, in the beginning, I said, wait, do you know my name? How do you know my name? I don't think I've ever told you my name. Uh, but she knew it. And, you know, year after year after year, when you just go back to the cafeteria day after day, she would never forget your name. And then you watch her with other people. And I was like, yep, she knows that person's name. And she's not, she, in fact, if we wanted to know the name of somebody, she would say, oh, that's Bill or that's Joe or that's Charlie. Like she just knew everyone. But what a leader, what an amazing leader in a job that would not classify her from a worldly perspective as a leader because she was a cashier in the cafeteria but one of the best dang leaders that I ever saw at ESPN. I love that. I love that. And, and I hope it, it resonates with our listeners and, and obviously just another reason to go pick up a copy of your book. I, I would love to switch gears just briefly as we kind of wrap up today is you've been running Sports Spectrum Podcast for three years now. Yeah. And I'm curious, one, what episode are you up to? What episode number are you at now? <laughs> so, it's funny because there are bonus episodes yeah. that we drop, so we haven't numbered those, but official numbers are in the 560 range, but somebody told me we were over 600 episodes, which is insane. What, what is one thing either from an interview or just running that brand for the last three years that you've learned that you're just like, I don't know if I'd ever learned that without taking this step of faith to, to go into this full time? I think the... Well, I wouldn't say the greatest lesson, but one of the big lessons I've learned is to stay faithful and stay at it in terms of what you're doing. Um, I see a lot of people go into different ventures and, you know, they're not seeing the results right away or not sure if there's an audience or whatever, and then they just kind of bail. And especially in spaces in, like I'm working in the Christian space or ministry, you see a lot of people hopping around see a lot of people kind of try a project for a year and then move on. And, you know, we've been at this for three and a half years. In fact, I was just talking to my boss this morning and I said, what we're doing is basically what we were doing three and a half years ago when I first came aboard. We're just doing it so much better now. And I think a lot of people, they spend a year doing something and then they bolt or try something else. And it's like, no, it takes two or three years in many cases to build something like we've been working with at Sports Spectrum. So stay at it. That's the biggest lesson I've seen is stay at it. And, you know, we're going to grow and we're going to get bigger. I believe that as long as I'm there. Um, and I want to push. I'm that guy who, who doesn't believe in the crawl before you walk, walk before you run. Sometimes I just want to run yep. right to it. But in this process that we've been with the sports spectrum, it's really been a crawl, walk, run process. And it's been the right one because now we're seeing the fruit of all of the effort that we've been putting in and all of the time that we've been spending trying to hone the craft, if you will, not just from a podcast perspective, but from our magazine, which is about uh, as good a magazine as you'll find out, find out, find around. 
And then of course our website, which has been in, in evolution stage, three different stages since I've come aboard. But now that website looks amazing, sportspectrum.com and the content that's on there is really good and, and just solid content. But this didn't just happen overnight. So for me, this is a process that my colleague, John Ackerman and Aaron Sauer and myself have been doing this for three years together as uh, you know, he's the managing editor of the website and the magazine. Aaron, John is, Aaron is our graphics designer and, and a guru when it comes to graphics. And I'm sort of the other guy with the, the podcast and content and interviews and talking to different athletes and coaches. And together we form this team where we've really evolved and stayed the course on this thing and not bailed. And now we're seeing that it is a awesome product. I'm going to say that humbly, of course, thank you to God, but it's a really good product and we want to be excellent at what we do. And so that's taken a while. It doesn't just happen, you know, within a couple months, you really have to stay at it. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's a message that a lot of people forget today. Like you said, we bounce around, we jump, we think it's either supposed to be easy because it's a passion of ours. We think it's supposed to happen quick, but yeah. sometimes you're planting seeds, working the process for years before the harvest is ready, before the rain comes. And so uh, one, congrats to y'all for, for having that grit to just keep working the process and, and all the success that you're having to date. And I know you guys will continue to do in the future, making that impact. Jason, where is the best place for people listening today, one, to pick up a copy of your book, and then two, to get connected with you and the great work you're doing online? Yeah, Jake, thank you again. Um, website is just my name, jasonromano.com, and that has information on getting the book, uh, you know, both books, because I wrote the first book, Live to Forgive, is available there too, and then speaking or any kind of videos and content that you're interested in from us. And then the other one I would say is sportsspectrum.com, which I mentioned earlier, which has all of our podcasts on there, bunch of videos, great articles, and then a daily devotional every day to just kind of get your day started right um, each morning with a sports and faith connection. So those two websites, I'd say, and then I'm on social media. I mean, it's how you and I connected in different ways yep. through Twitter and, and Instagram. So if you uh, just send me a note, my DMs are open and you can send me a note anytime. I'm happy to connect with you. I did, I will say this, Jake, you know, this is weird to say, but a few people have asked me, how can I get an autographed copy of the new book. And then, you know, if you order it on Amazon, I haven't autographed those copies, obviously, yeah. but I do have a stash at my house. So if people want to DM me and they're looking for an autographed copy, I can get them the information on how to get that to them. So love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah. That that's always something that's meaningful, especially when you listen to a podcast like this, you're like, man, I, I want to grab a copy of that guy's book. The signature is even better. I just want to highly recommend everybody go check out Sports Spectrum. If you are a fan of sports, they have more guests than you will know what to do with. Uh, if you are looking to build your walk, that is another great resource as well. And so anything and everything that you can think of on Sports Spectrum is some incredible interviews. I enjoy the content. I know you guys will too. Just knowing the fact that you, a lot of you have picked up my book, which had stories of sports and analogies. Jason takes it to a whole new level with his history and experience at ESPN. So take a minute, grab a copy, dive into the podcast. Jason, man, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Jake, thanks for having me, buddy. This has been great. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with me or the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com join our free Facebook community and get connected with other ambitious leaders working to win their work, their workouts, and their life, be sure to visit us at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. 
Until the next episode, keep competing every single day because your life is worth it.